Hello, everybody, and welcome back to hell. That's right. It's another episode of Your Take is Excrement, the podcast where we throw poop at you like a chimpanzee. How are you yeah. today? I, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm great. It's, it's, it's a cool morning. A uh, crisp morning. A crisp. I was trying to, I was trying to do the, the David Lynch bit. It's a, it's a cool 65 degrees and the sun is not shining it's a here. In, perfect day uh, here in, <laughs> in LA. Perfect day here in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but. Uh, and as always, I am May Leets once again. I'm Neo. Uh, you can find us on on Twitter uh, at at Angstrom for me and at at Nick Sears for May. That's uh, true. We have a, a Patreon that you could uh, follow us on and uh, perhaps uh, give us a little bit of money, maybe. Ooh, I like Ooh money. Woo. I like having uh, it. I like spending it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's not what I do with it, though. I never get to spend uh, money. <laughs> patreon.com slash excrement uh, uh the yeah. podcast is also on twitter at pa- at uh twitter.com slash uh your take podcast. twitter.com slash podcast slash just, yeah we are all podcast we, we are all we, we made a pod see i saw this meme the other day that said uh my five-year plan get my shit together and if i don't have my shit together in five years i'm going to kill myself i saw or that start a podcast well and it's, was like, it's like it's like hey, five if i've year got plan. my shit together i've got a yeah. podcast yeah <laughs> if, if not good. kill yourself yeah and uh, i was like no. that's pretty much where we ended up we decided to make a podcast <laughs> um, god damn it no but today as you have seen by the thumbnail we are doing the cursed movie the <laughs> ultimate the sigma cursed. movie for episode for the last episode in the sigma season the fans have spoken we're going back to our normal shit yeah uh, we're doing some weird shit after this this was a nice little frolic we're doing the joker uh, the joker a baby notable society sigma movie i is so i know we have talked about jared leto being in every sigma male movie but he's all right can we talk about how walking phoenix is just the ultimate sigma male i mean yeah pretty much i mean like is he not <laughs> is he not like the uber the, the ascended uber sigma, sigma male <laughs> the the ascended sigma male in he really in vice Oh like, my god, you're right. Oh, I'm surprised. And, and her, the movie Her. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. But what I'm the really fuck? surprised oh, we gotta watch incels that. haven't hopped on Inherent Vice. It's because they don't understand Thomas Pynchon. That's fair. Uh, get wrecked. Get um, wrecked. And also, uh, they don't understand the glory that is Joanna Newsom because they're stupid. Uh, I. Uh, listen. Okay, a couple of things. I have a couple of things to say before we get into the actual podcast proper. So the f- isn't isn't well, Joanna Newsom married to uh, Andy Samberg, bitch? Yeah, yeah. Life <laughs> is a fucking a flat uh. circle. Anyway, okay, I have a couple things to say. Um, the first thing is I'm going. I'm going to warn you now. Um, if you're at home and you really liked the movie Joker and you were like, this movie was very good, I'm going to tear it a new asshole, which is a terrible thing to say, but for, for lack of a better term, that is what's going to happen. And uh, listen, I'm of the mind that I might have a, a fairly decent argument as to why the movie's bad. So if you want to continue liking it you know obviously i'm not going to tell you that you're in you're a fool for liking it but i am going to say this episode is going to upset you if you liked the movie joker and i i feel that warning is silly but based on how fucking heated everything got about this movie i gotta bring it up and this is not me saying like Listen, I just want to trash the movie. I actually have an argument, okay? <laughs> but yeah. but so we'll get there. The second thing is people keep asking me. They say, "Hello. Uh you need to make a a season about femcel movies or movies that exhibit toxic femininity." This is something that I keep 
hearing. Uh, it's in the comments. It's on Twitter, everything. So I figured I'd actually address this. Uh, someone said, okay, well, when you do your toxic femininity fem cell movie uh, season, I would recommend that you do these movies. And so these are the movies that I've seen most commonly listed. Gone Girl. <laughs> Gone Girl is directed by a man. <laughs> I understand Gillian Flynn uh, wrote it, but uh, it is it is directed by a man. <laughs> and it exhibits all the symptoms of being directed by a man. Uh, it is basically... <sighs> Like from a male perspective, the like the perspective of a conniving, crazy woman. So like, I don't think you can really argue that that's a film cell movie. The next movie that is very often uh, called a film cell movie is Antichrist. Um, now here's I, the weird. Listen. Now hold up. Now here's the weird thing about both Gone Girl and Antichrist, and the fact that they're frequently referred to as film cell movies. Both of these movies are about women who can get laid. It's about women who get laid too much. So the whole fem cell thing, it, isn't it about people who aren't getting laid? Isn't it? it, it, it am, I, I, am I taking crazy pills? Listen, and also Antichrist, directed by a man. So uh, not Not on only now. directed by a man, directed by Lars von Trier. A, a a fucking sadist. I yeah. I'm just gonna. Oh that's yeah. Just, yes. One hundred percent. Like, I think a lot of a lot of people talk about fem cell shit. Like, well, and, and I, I think it. I think it. It's comes, literally just good, like decent movies with women well, in them. Usually, well, but, but but like not even <laughs> not like like moving on beyond the movie. Like the fem cell term, I think is just something incels use to try to demonize women and Ooh, like it's yes, like we might true. we might be incels but there are also like like yeah. these fucked up girls who are just like us and it's exactly I like i don't i'm not saying there isn't toxic femininity but i think that that trying to say that there's a fem cell problem that is even remotely on the same level as in as the incel problem is, I think yeah, is, is just kind of, it's just kind of like, and I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like say that that whoever's recommending this or using this term is part of this, but I think it is, it is giving credence and weight to how 4chan wants us to see things, and right? I versus will, how they actually will, fucking are. I will be rotting in hell before I before I give 4chan any of An my inch. credence. That's all yeah. mine. Exactly. Well, so here's the here's my next argument. Um, people be talking about toxic femininity. Now, the reason they bring this up is because I have prior said that films exhibit toxic masculinity. Uh, listen, toxic masculinity has been talked about to death. It's not that complicated. It's not that surprising. And it's not that new. It's old, like, feminist like talking points that have been around forever that have already basically accepted themselves inside the cultural zeitgeist and also the amount of people that just genuinely are doubling down on these toxic traits is literally what this season of the show is about now toxic femininity whenever i'm at, like i find that the way you destroy this argument is literally by going what um what is toxic femininity? <laughs> like, well, if you just ask the person, what is it? And they'll usually be like, well, it's like when women, you know, like, control things, and you can't here, trust them because they lie. Here, and you're I like, don't, I don't know. Oh, you're just doing a misogyny. <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it. Here, jo Jordan Peterson explains it really well. Yeah, and, and then... Watch this, watch this Andrew Tate video on women. It's like, hmm. Exactly, and you're like, hmm. I, oh. it, it's a, there's this... There's this thing, and and I, I, I swear this 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 is gonna tie into the episode. Um, and I, I think I've talked about it some on this podcast, and it's something that I've been thinking a lot about and like interpreting, you know, history and life through this lens. And it's something that I got from uh, uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History episode on 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 like slave revolts and and, and slavery. 
and something he talked about a lot uh, was that a, a lot of times in history, whenever marginalized people do violence, it's heavily demonized, right? Oh, yeah. So, so the example from like the podcast is everyone demonizes the Haitian slave revolution because they did horrible, fucked up things to white people. But something he talks about and something that like the, that French philosophers were thinking about as they're watching their government manage Haiti is they're like, we are, we are pushing these people so fucking far. And whenever this karmic snapback comes, they're going to fuck us. Like it's like yeah. the karmic snapback of our actions on this island are going to be like, like like above and beyond. Yeah, not even above and beyond, but like fair because it's like fair everything that everything the slaves did to the white people had direct ties and and, and were a tit for tat for everything the white people did to the slaves, right? And so there's this like element of this like you know. You you have you get to get what you, have you to, fucking deserve. You get what you fucking deserve. You have to examine the what the like like marginalized people's violence towards towards the the oppression through the lens of well, let's look at the violence the, 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 that 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 was done the, to the them oppressed by society's society. done to them, right? right? And once once you look at the dichotomy between those two, you can actually judge. It's like okay, well. In the macro, in the macro macrocosm, was this violence justified? Even if it's like, oh, in the microcosm, like a person does this to someone else, who, mm-hmm. who, like, it's like maybe you can argue that's not justified. But if you look at it in the macro of like, well, look at all this shit that's been done to this to 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 to, to this marginalized people, right? And then and then you look at the reaction. It's like, damn, you know, that's fair. So it's like, oh, these crazy feminists want want women only spaces and it's like and it's like well, well yeah because they're tired of being raped and talked yeah. over and mistreated and annoyed and having to constantly defend themselves because like whenever they say like yeah society is hard on us everybody in like male society white male society usually is like uh actually it's you and but they're I, like well yeah all right so, so it's, i i <clears throat> i wanted to just I, add a little tiny bit Oh, you got more? I was just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't like, like, I, it's like, I don't, in, in terms of, like, actually digging into, to, like, ideology and movies, I don't like the term femcel. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that, that everything femcel is, is, is men talking about women through their own perspectives and then trying to attribute things right. on women. So, yeah, I, I feel very similarly. All this to say, uh, we're not really going to do that. Um, and I, I, oh, I no. don't want to come across as too hard on anyone who's recommended it, but yeah, no, it's... but I will, I will. However, I did make a list. Okay. 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 I did make a list on my end of film cell movies. And in my opinion, if anybody, <laughs> no, if anybody is actually going to, if anybody's actually going to try it and they want to watch what I would consider to be something akin to like a film cell movie or something that's close. Uh, here's some here's some movies. Uh, Blue is the warmest color. Uh, that's a movie about two lesbians that uh, fall out of love, and it's very very long. And then one of them like, you know, really really longs for the other girl for a long time and remembers fucking her, but like isn't fucking her. Film cell movie. You know, I don't know. Uh, mean Girls. Girl can't get laid because she's not from this country. Um, the I favorite, really like really like that movie. <laughs> I love Mean Girls. It's great. Uh, the favorite uh, movie about woman who wants to be the the basically the sex slave of the queen, but another bitch gets to be the sex slave of the queen, and she's like, God damn it! Um, don't you raw? Don't, don't you hate when you're only number two in the harem? I fucking despise it. Um, raw. A woman goes to college and goes, damn, I really want to get laid. Uh, but the the metaphor for getting laid is cannibalism. Uh, Ingrid, goes, <laughs> Ingrid goes west. Literally, woman on Instagram going insane, finds a woman, obsesses over her, and then, like, pretty much uh, doesn't uh, fuck her. Uh, <laughs> but really wants to. Uh, 
Uh, okay, I saw this online, uh, Cam, but the weird thing about Cam is, like, Cam is a movie about a woman who's doing, like, basically camming, you know, like, sex camming online. Yeah. Uh, in so much so that she's just not, yeah, she's not really getting laid. She's kind of just, like, alone in her apartment and only talking to weirdos all the time. So it kind of, like, begins to rot her mind. Uh, so that one counts. Uh, the Love Witch. This is a woman uh, that wants to have sex with uh, men and wants to fall in love with men, but finds that they're all unfortunately too weak. So she never <laughs> gets to be satisfied. Uh, Mulholland Drive. A woman, <laughs> a woman is so in love with another woman that she has a three-hour-long dream about her and then kills herself. Uh, I, I, th- hand- I think. <laughs> I think if the I only I think uh, uh, David Lynch is the only director I trust to want to write a, a movie about 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 women. I know, right? I trust him to do this. Um, the Handmaiden. Uh, two women are unfortunately sex slaves to uh, people in the government, but they really want to be together, so they have to like devise the secret crazy plan so that they can be together. Um, Chunking Express. A woman breaks into man's apartment to clean it every single day while listening to a song about their dream life and then never fucks him. Uh, Didn't we watch that movie? It's my favorite movie. (laughs) Or one of them. Isn't that dude a cop? Yes. Yeah, we we totally watched that one. (laughs) That movie is fucking nuts. Uh, um, Midsommar. Like, woman uh, decides... No, I don't want to fuck my boyfriend. I want to join a white supremacist cult. Uh, Colossal. Woman is too drunk to fuck very literally. Like, there are men in her life, but they're all shitty. So she just gets drunk. And then uh, whenever she gets drunk, she turns into a giant monster and destroys Korea. Perfect Blue. That's literally the movie, by the way. Perfect Blue um, is literally Black Swan. (laughs) Uh, and Black Swan is also kind of a film cell movie about women who really want to fuck but can't. And um, Perfect Blue is basically about a woman who's terrified of herself and also all men. Uh, so therefore, she's not getting uh, any. So there you go. There you go. There you go. There's your, there's your fucking film cell uh, season. It, I speed ran the fucking thing. Uh, Get... <laughs> A great list. I the ones that I have seen on that list I liked a lot. Uh, yes. But I'm going to segue into something totally relevant before we actually hop into the meat and the potatoes of this podcast. Uh, have you been following uh, what we do in the shadows? No. They have an episode where Nandor finds a, a genie's lamp and he wishes for all of his all of his wives to be brought back um, from the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a bunch of dudes. And Guillermo's like, wait. Who are they? And Nandor's like, oh, they're my boy wives. I have girl wives and boy wives. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, anyway. You know, I, what, what bitch on earth doesn't need a boy wife? It's, so, my, it's, my, it's my favorite bit in How I Met the Shadow. It's just Nandor's like, yes, these are my boy wives. <laughs> my boy wives. Uh, okay. So today, as we said, we are talking about the crowning jewel of incel movies of the last couple of years. And the reason I say that is because it became a fucking thing. It was the point of contention. It was the one where everybody came out with their baseball bats and beat the shit out of each other in the fucking parking lot. It was like, on one side, you got clown boys. And on another side, you know, you got feminist clown girls. And they're just fucking going at it. But the weird thing was like, also, uh, it, it, they did this like flipping of the script thing where the left tried to kind of take this movie back and be like, no, this movie is about like social issues and how those social issues lead people to a place of isolation. And then they turn to violence and then their violence is very justified because the people in society are shitty to the mentally ill and all this shit. Um, so basically, this movie absolutely took a, a big, long dive off of the highest diving board directly into concrete uh like just right into a brick wall uh like every everybody on earth was talking past the movie at the same time and because of that it almost felt like for a while 
like no one had actually evaluated it. Like no one. Because everybody was debating all these other microcosmic issues about it and where this applies to all these things. Meanwhile, like this is very literally like what the intent of the movie was. It was not I, I make the argument that the movie was not intended to actually do anything about all these social issues, bring any of these things to light, or change anything, change minds, change hearts, any of that shit. The entire purpose of the movie was to bring these things up, bank off the fact that everybody was pissed about that and confused, and then uh, just kind of fucked off. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that's kind of my uh, surface level take on joker i uh yeah i i i think i i agree mostly with today i think we're we're gonna have different outcomes from a lot of the same uh like opinions of the movie but yeah um, yeah before we get too much further uh just to describe the movie for the three people who haven't seen it real quick before we get too deep did we do advertisements oh we like i uh totally blanked Totally, uh, totally forgot about it. So, uh, 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 we'd like to, you know, let's just do the ad break now, uh, and then we can like splice in some, <laughs> some shout outs. But uh, we have to shout out to our sponsors. Uh, hashtag I Hunt and uh, made by Machine Age Productions. Uh, it's it's a it's a tabletop RPG. Uh, uh, I don't know if anyone else saw the 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 uh test material for the new edition of D came out and i uh if i think it doesn't look good uh it, that's that's my humble opinion it just l- looks bad and it's disappointing uh mm-hmm. and so uh and they've talked about how they just want to like replace fifth edition with this and, and in a way that's like they want it they don't want they don't want any more additions, so in a way that's like they kind of want to make the active zeitgeist of D&D worse, which is really weird. So if you don't want to uh, be in that, uh, go go buy indie RPGs who make good shit, uh, like hashtag I hunt. Uh, so don't so just kind of bail out as D&D gets weird and uh, yeah, uh, cat and like even more capitalistic, like. Anyway, it, it's it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there uh, if, are many if you know, many you know. ways to play role play games. Uh, we can totally yes. do it. Go in- play hashtag I hunt uh, yes. instead of D and D. All right, we, easy peasy, uh, easy choice. peasy. And while you're playing hashtag I hunt and not D and D one or whatever the fuck they're calling the new edition, uh, you don't want to be just like in, in an empty kitchen without anything to look at. You want to have some. Pimping badass abstract abstract art covering all your over walls. your walls all yeah. over just smother your walls drown yourself in the abstract art luckily ambient dream studios can do that for you today absolutely at, uh, so, etsy. Yeah, so, at etsy so go check out ambient dream studios it's it's great their stuff's awesome i i have a little little thing of of, of clouds with eyeballs on them i love it uh it's it's great. Go check it out. Um, yeah. Also, um, go go check out uh, our Patreon, patreon.com slash excrement. Yeah, we are uh, also open to, we have a like, couple more sponsor slots, so if anybody's ever looking to sponsor a podcast and uh, do an advertisement, we can totally read your advertisement live on air. I, I it's not live. Well, potentially. We're, we're Simulcast. Still, we're still you trying to, to get live to live streaming territory but yeah we're figuring uh, it out we're getting there i think maybe next next season we might be able to do it um Uh, hopefully well we can see because we're gonna be in a in a pretty similar area we'll be able to do a bunch of shit yeah i'll have the space and time and we could probably do it anyway i also just bought a uh a 4k webcam because i was like i was like that could be helpful so now i have a 1080p and a 4k webcam so I got them both like used at a pawn shop for like next to nothing. So we could use that as a two camera setup for, for that if we ever did that. Um, so that you would have a camera and I would have a camera. Um, that could be cool. We could do that. Uh, anyway, we're thinking about it. It's on the list. Now, 
tell the people at home what Batman is about. Well, the new Batman movie. Oh, the one I liked. Uh, the new Batman movie is about uh, uh, Batman who who's a socially loner dweeb, uh, uh, and he he teams up with with Catwoman to to uh, stop uh, Ted Cruz. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um what about the 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 critically acclaimed and reviled film Joker? Uh Joker's about a uh, mentally ill man who uh who can't stop joking. Who 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 has a condition where he can't stop laughing sometimes and he gets fired from his clown job. Uh his mother he's, he's just goes creepy. to the hospital, and he just kind of snaps, uh, shoots a bunch of people in a, in a subway, uh, then uh, gets on and shoots Robert De Niro, uh, his talk oh, show. On, uh, on TV, yeah. And then he inspires a citywide revolution against the society that, that, uh, uh, that kicked them while they were down. Yeah. Well, so I mean that's a very very simple description, but I guess we don't actually need to go through like every little nitty-gritty detail in the movie uh to talk about the movie uh as a whole because I feel like our takes are going to end up primarily taking over this episode uh and everything else is like whatever. Uh so let's just dive right in those fucking takes. Uh, we just did the ad, so I think we've we've got that all down pat. Let's just go hard. Why go do you like in the why, why did you like this movie? Uh, so I okay, so I watched it. I watched it once when it like first came out, and I hated it. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was masturbatory. I thought it was. Uh, just incel propaganda. I thought it was, um, even if it wasn't, a, it wasn't trying to. Like it, it just it, it it said a lot of things that were dangerous and probably just shouldn't have been said, and not even true. Um, let's see what else did I? I uh, yeah, I, th- I think that that was my opening take after watching it the first time. Watching it again, um, I. I I I felt like it was a good like I, I I liked how it how how it thoroughly portrayed how fucked up society is, um, and and some and, and this is something the movie portrays and is that is like how society treats people who don't fit into the into the into the 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 heteronormative experience, yeah, and so it's like. You know, even outside of everything fucked up Arthur does, whenever he's just trying to exist in society, it constantly kicks the shit out of him. And, like, the only human being in the entire movie who treats him like a person, and, and, and there's there's a single time in the movie, is is, an, is the administrative clerk at, at Arkham Asylum. Like, the yeah. only person who treats him, like, with any sort of decency... Right, is a fucking asylum worker. Yeah, and and and, and because he's of course. like, and and, and 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 he's genuinely like, hey, like, is it? I I can't really help you because I I'm a clerk. Uh, I, like, but you should like, you know, and he and, and he tries to help him in the way he can, and like he's even like, he's like reading Arthur's mother's file, realizes that 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 like there's some fucked up shit that Arthur shouldn't know about. Yeah, and tries to say protect him from it, right? So like, you know, so I think, and I I don't know how to read that with with like that being the only human being in the movie that that treats him like a human being, but I think that there is something to be said about just like if you're if if you, if you don't like if you're not able to toe the line, like it just fucking sucks to be in society. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And so I, I thought the movie did a very good job of portraying that. Um, right. I. I think uh, credit where it's due. I think. I think. Um, I appreciate an attempt better than a than a decent result. 
uh, at times. And so I feel like I feel like there are elements of this movie where its heart is so in the right place that I don't really have too much negative to say about it. Um, have you seen The King of Comedy? I am not. Okay, it's a Scorsese movie about Robert De Niro becoming the Joker and kidnapping somebody on live TV. Uh, it's Jerry Lewis in the movie, but uh, the movie is basically this movie. <laughs> it right. is almost entirely this movie. They even both wear red suits. Uh, <laughs> it's very strange. And also all the Scorsese taxi driver kind of vibes. Like there's a lot of things that the movie kind of like lifts and references but tries to repurpose so like one of the things with taxi driver is like it's exploring somebody's ptsd reaction and how they get this kind of weird fucked up savior complex and they feel like they need to save the world so uh they react violently towards you know basically people who are just kicking it (laughs) uh so this movie you know, he, he kind of gets this place where the world it feels like the world keeps putting the gun in his hand. You know what I mean? Like his his coworkers, they put the gun in his fucking bag and shit. They just like keep the world just keeps handing him the gun. And he's just like, well, the fuck do I do? And so at the end of all of it, he just kind of laughs it off and accepts what he views to be his destiny, which is to be violent because the world keeps putting the fucking gun in his hand mm-hmm. and like I I appreciate that a lot um, if there's one thing to appreciate in the movie it's that also on an aesthetic level I have to say the good things um, uh, shot well I mean but what does that mean what does uh, a movie being shot well mean I think the movie serves its purposes on a visual level uh, it makes me feel like shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I like how it looks. I think generally Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic, uh, as always. Um, you know, I think actors often get bad raps from movies that people didn't like. And I think that Joaquin Phoenix definitely took some of the brunt of uh, the reaction to this movie. I think that was unjustified. I think he's a great performer. And I think he was just kind of doing his job. Uh, in in portraying this character very very well, uh, his performance is more nuanced I think than even the movie's approach to itself. Uh, so credit where it's due, I think he's fantastic. Now I'm gonna shit on it. Is that okay? I, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> oh. I, I I I I think that. Well, okay, so before you shit on it too much, there's this interview where with Walking Phoenix about this movie, where the interviewer like starts asking him about about incels and how incels have adopted the joker as a character not not specifically like joaquin's joker but just the joker as a character and he's asking joaquin if he thinks that that this joker movie is going to feed that and joaquin's like what are you talking about and the guy's like yeah a bunch of like right-wing extremists who hate like misogynists who hate women and do terror attacks like using the joker as symbolism really like Joker stuff and, and is this movie going to feed into that and like you, you, there's this moment of like horror in Joaquin yeah. Phoenix's face like he like there's this moment of him realizing like what he's done yeah and it's I I, I feel so bad for the dude because he's just trying to do a good performance and, 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 and like this movie is damned by 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 the incels and like yeah, anyway, that, that's just what I wanted to throw out about Joaquin. Okay, um, yeah, and I, yeah, as I said, I think he's generally a good dude, so I, I don't feel like he deserves the shit that the movie got. Um, but, all right, uh, and, and I mean, whatever, though, because, like, fucking Academy Award nom, you know, there's a lot of shit. So, also, it, on some level, there was an appreciation for all of this, so we can't say it was underappreciated. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I'm, I want to talk about Todd Phillips. Uh, do you know who Todd Phillips is? Um, no, I do not. I think it's Todd Phillips. Yes. Uh, Todd Phillips Joker. Yes. Okay. So 
Todd Phillips is a weird dude. Um, he's a really weird dude. He's a really weird dude um, with some really weird and kind of fucked up ideas. And I don't really know where to start. So the thing is, this this movie, Joker, is the product of a long, sordid career of making very, very spooky decisions. Um, so let's let's do that. Uh, his first film uh, in 1993, the year I was born, he went to Dallas uh, and he filmed uh, Hated, the Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies documentary. The only real I... <laughs> one where he actually hung out with Gigi for the majority of the documentary and also uh, after he died. Um... Does that make any of this make any more sense to you? Because that, it makes a little bit more to me. Yeah, I yes, that definitely makes a lot more sense. Okay, so so that was his start. That was his first uh, directorial feature, and it was a documentary. Uh, so I would say that Joker is a byproduct of pretty much his whole career. And if his if if he started with documentaries about people that were on the margins of society basically decided to go ape shit and then his idea was to try and empathize with the guy going ape shit um and the the fucking weird thing is that Gigi Allen and uh and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker have a lot in common in a weird 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 way uh and and I think I think the idea there is that Todd Phillips is is kind of in the corner of empathizing with guys, like specifically white dudes who are weird, who have done some pretty bad shit and have some pretty bad ideas. But because he thinks that they're deeply oppressed, uh, he he supports them. So the idea of many of these movies is to try and generate empathy for people who are both um sad white guys yes but also they genuinely feel oppressed does that make any sense uh yeah yep so the the thing is uh joker come out in 2019 uh the hated doc he made in 93 he's been hammering on this nail for a while so this is his this movie in in my opinion is his joker i mean is his big attempt to kind of tie all this sh- shit together. So, all right, let's move on. Um, he made a bunch of other shit. Road Trip, Old School, Starsky and Hutch. I mean, who gives a shit? He kind of does some... It's like director for higher comedy shit. I've seen some of it. Um, I've actually seen all those, but I'm not a huge fan of those, and I don't really feel there's an awful lot that's notable about them. Road Trip has Tom Green in it. You know, Tom Green is a good example of insane white guy who's, like, on the margins of comedy. So, of course, he's in it. Um, so, that that kind of sort of makes sense. Uh, but, but anyway, so, The Hangover. Have you seen it? Uh, the Hangover? Yeah, the one where they, they get drunk and there's Mike Tyson's tiger and the guy's on the roof the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That movie aged weird. Um, I'm just going to say that out loud. And the reason that it aged weird is because it's a lot different than you remember it. Uh, so I think what people remember when they think of The Hangover is they'll remember, like, uh, Zach Galifianakis' funny one-liners, you know, all the bad shit that kept happening to Ed Helms, all those funny pictures at the end, and how it was all kind of weird and raunchy, and uh, and it was like a new version of comedy. It wasn't, ha-ha-ha, this is really, really funny comedy. It was funny-strange, situational mm-hmm. comedy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I've never sat in a room with people and watched The Hangover and people laugh. It's more they just kind of look at the movie 
and they just kind of smile and nod, you know, like remembering some sort of nostalgic experience they've had where they got too drunk and something crazy happened. I don't know. Um, but here's the weird thing about the, the hangover. The hangover is explicitly a movie that is trying to generate empathy for Zach Galifianakis' character. Zach Galifianakis' character in that movie says a few key things. One of his key things is uh, he says that he's mentally ill, suicidal, and shit like that. Uh, and, you know, is kind of the weirdo of the family. So he he follows the stereotype of Todd Phillips making movies about, you know, marginalized white guys who people are kind of afraid of because they're mentally ill. Uh, but then he does say at one point that he is not allowed on a playground because he is a sex offender. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the movie, the movie passes over this in an in instant, and I, I don't, um, I see. This is what I mean about it aging weird, right? Because like maybe there's a part of you that's like, uh, I don't think I don't remember that. It's in there anyway. Uh, he then also went on to make The Hangover Part 2 and 3, one of which is about uh, somebody getting AIDS from a trans woman in Thailand, and uh, which, you know, that's fine. And then, <laughs> and then like, the, I don't know, the whole bit of it is just, like, brushing over the fact that some of these things, like, they'll say that they've done awful shit in the past, but then they will assume, once again, that they've, they deserve empathy. Uh, I'm going to call this the folly of assumed empathy. Um, assumed empathy is basically when a filmmaker thinks that a character is like them and therefore they don't really actually need to put any like valuable things in there about them being a good person or them caring about being a good person or their ethics. They just assume the character already is a good person because they themselves view themselves as a good person. Um, so Due Date is a movie that he directed. Um, Due Date is completely unnotable. There's nothing to say about it. It's a road trip movie where Robert Downey Jr. drives across country with Zach Galifianakis. You've seen movie movies like this, but there is a weird scene, um, in the movie. One weird scene that I always remember is a scene where, um, where Zach Galifianakis is like, okay, good night, I'm going to go to sleep. And then he just pulls out his, his cock and just starts uh, jerking it in front of Robert Downey Jr. Um, and doesn't, and then like when he's like, hey, can you d don't do that? You know, it's like very clearly <laughs> sexually not okay. And I understand that this is a uh, joke, but why would you put that on your character? Like, why would you then go, okay, and now we introduce the concept of the character being kind of a sex offender? Mm -hmm. Like, why? 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 <laughs> why? And, and it's because, like, weirdly at times, he's he tries to make these things tolerable. He's like, well, you care about this character. So if he's a little bit of a sex offender, I mean, like, whatever. So let, that's he, kinda... let he who is not Sid cast the first stone, am I right? Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, ah, guys, we're all like this, aren't we? We've so... all done a little bit of uh, uh, statutory, right, fellas? Fucking Jesus. So, and then there's War Dogs, which is a movie, admittedly, I didn't see uh, because I oh, don't I, like his movies. I, I, I watched it. Is it's it about like, marginalized weird guys who uh, jerk off in their car? No, it's it's about um, it's about two because that's I, okay. typically what he tries to do. So I haven't seen it in in five or six years, but it's about two dudes who uh, like can't figure it out in life, and they find out that if they become small term arms dealers, then that'll make them a lot of money. Okay, so it's pro, kind of weirdly pro-capitalist. Uh, um, it's pro, it's well, it's pro-capitalist and also pro-arms dealer in a way. But oh, all right, it, I, well, that's great. I, th I let me make sure. I think that's the movie I'm talking about. Uh, Jonah Hill yep, is in the movie. Dogs. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, so that brings us to today. Now, with all of that context. I, Joker is a movie that starts off with Arthur, the main character, 
dressing like a joke or dressing like a clown um, and holding a sign. And then immediately a bunch of inner city youth, like uh, kids that are not explicitly coded to be white, come up and break his sign and uh, fuck up his day. The implication there being that um, white people are mistreated in society. White guys are mistreated in society. So uh, he goes to his employer and is like, well, the inner city kids, they hurt me. And uh, the boss, while probably very deeply racist, was like, uh, this is somehow your fault because I don't want to fucking deal with it. Because that is unfortunately how the world uh, treats shit like that. It's kind of fucked up, but... Uh, that's fairly accurate. Uh, but then he finds out that all of his co-workers are secretly conspiring against him to make him look scarier than he already is. Uh, so that's three people so far uh, that uh, hate him and make his life shitty for literally no reason that's valuable to them. The inner kiddies, or blah, the inner city kids gain nothing by beating him up and breaking his sign. His boss gains nothing by like demanding that he deal with the sign. I mean, the sign was for a going out of business sale for a business. Like they're going out of business. They don't need a replacement sign. Yeah. Who anyway, gives who gives a shit? And then all of the uh, other employees, instead of them like worrying about their own lives and their own livelihood and their own hardship are worried about fucking him over, even though they benefit in no way whatsoever from that. So then he talks to his psychologist and <clears throat> he's like, problem, 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 need medication. And then the psychologist person is like, I work for the government. I don't give a shit. I'll do whatever you want, but I'm not going to give you what you want. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it and you can get fucked. And he's like, but if this happens, then blah, da, da. And she's like, well, nothing I can do. And I'm not even going to try <laughs> like pretty much, you know, is the energy. Uh, she gains nothing by being a shitty psychologist. Uh, and I understand that the psychologists appointed by the state are probably not the best, but, uh, like, it goes beyond her not caring about her job. She's intentionally being malicious at times. And the intentional maliciousness that Arthur experiences from the world makes no fucking sense. And it almost entirely comes from minorities. Uh, <laughs> so he imagines a woman that likes him. Uh, and he he completely imagines this. Uh, and he, he has this whole poetic relationship uh, in his mind, which, like, if we're portraying mental illness, I mean, listen, people with delusions, that's like a, I, I get that one, but I don't, uh, it, it turns into a situation where he's basically sitting in her apartment and it's very not okay, but because we are led to this point of empathy where it's like, well, he imagined this whole relationship with her and it was so poetic that how could he not, you know, know? And it's like, if, if the only thing that that could portray to me is the horror of being inside his mind. It has nothing to do with society whatsoever. That is not society oppressing him. That is his mind literally f like making his and the women around his life a nightmare. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, oh, this is this is after he killed his mom with the pillow. Of course, um, yes. Which, as you know, a good thing uh, to do um, to to deal with your problem. Uh, anyway, so the 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 next thing I want to say about it is I'm going to tie all this together now. Assumed empathy is this whole. Well, I'm a weird white guy. Um, I experience mental illness and I have had bad interactions with psychologists. You know, I've seen kids beat up on people sometimes. I've like, I've worked in a job where it felt like everybody at the job was conspiring against me, uh, you know, just cause I was different. So I'm just going to tell that story and assume that the audience is going to empathize with that. But 
the thing is, when you take your fist and you beat up on a puppy, does that make you empathize with the puppy or does that make you sympathize with its pain? Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's There is a huge difference between empathy and sympathy in my mind. And instead of going, yes, I've experienced what Arthur has experienced and it has affected me too, it's going... Um, feel bad for Arthur because his life is harder than yours. Right. And then with that, his life is harder than yours. They excuse his behavior for the majority of the movie. And as it is a villain origin story, the movie does everything it can to avoid the moment where he does anything villainous. And then when he does do something villainous, not only is it something that they claim is justifiable and to an extent there are elements of it that are justifiable but the movie is not nuanced enough to understand what those things are what i'm saying is you know this this movie has not read derrida Um, (laughs) uh and and real quick then when it gets to this big leftist thing where everybody like stands behind him the only thing that tells me is that cynically Todd Phillips believes that if he does this movie with this bullshit non-empathy thing where we make everybody feel bad for white guys, then everybody's going to stand up and accept the movie as some leftist thing and then use it as some sort of you know, reason to do a revolution or some weird incel thing, and they're going to use that as a reason to be violent. So, like, the, the cynical implication is that the world is looking for an excuse to fight the rest of the world, and Todd Phillips is absolutely okay with his movie being just the thing that gets people fighting, and it doesn't actually matter why they're fighting. Does that make any sense? That does make sense. Um, I just wanted to say real quick, uh, you brought up Derrida, and yes. I, I just want to throw this out on the internet. Someone, uh, one of my coworkers, told me that if I if I read Hegel and engaged in Hegelian dialectics, I would see that being a centrist is truly the best political stance. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Anyway, I I just wanted to to to, to throw a mind flashbang out there. Yeah, sometimes well. those that those that are very smart are very stupid. You see, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and as evidenced, uh, Todd Phillips in the film Joker. Uh, no, but but so I know that that is a very long argument that I just made. But the thing is, Todd Phillips as a person and as a director is not necessarily the kind of person that I would attribute any of these like supposed revolutionary ideas to, I don't think he truly knows the experience uh, of being impoverished, at least since he made successful movies in the year 2000 and has been supposed, I uh, assumedly fairly wealthy since then. Uh, and that's, uh, that's, you know, that's 19 years between his, the start of his success and Joker things changed and his understanding of poverty has probably also changed. And like his version of it is both weirdly what he assumes to be modern and also very seventies. So throwing it into a movie that looks like the seventies is like, yeah, but, but Travis Bickle, right. To return, to return to Martin Scorsese, like Travis Bickle never had a moment where a kid and his a, a couple of uh, uh, like you know brown kids on bikes came up to him and fucked up his like fucked up his sign and and he got fired or some bullshit that didn't happen in the movie <laughs> like he lost his mind like he his his own thoughts and his like his ability to continue his job is what drove him nuts it wasn't him losing his job. It wasn't him having a shitty job. It was his uh, like his monotonous experience of doing the job and having bad thoughts and that just sort of perpetuating itself to a point where he took action about it. Like it, it, the relationship to work is not one where it's like, "Oh no, am I going to lose my clown and job?" or is it more like you know, "Oh no, this this job is going to make me go insane." You know, that I feel is way more accurate. 
So in a weird way, the movie doesn't really talk about capitalism. It kind of does, but, you know, like, not really. Only sometimes. Only when only when it wants to use it. And I think that's maybe the thing. The movie only really ever brings out anything that could potentially affect a human being, like, in their situation, when it's useful. Uh, and in that way, I would say that this movie comes across like a movie the Joker, the character from comics, would make to make people like bullshit sympathize with him right <laughs> like so it, so it it's a reflexive film continue i was just gonna say so so what you're saying is 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 the joker film is so 4d chest brained that it's a movie uh about the joker that's made by the joker <laughs> yeah it's literally made by the joker so the, the fucking weird thing is like you know uh todd phillips was perfect to direct this movie um but in order for that to be true the movie kind of had to be bullshit right like because he's a bullshit artist like he sells people this idea that white guys are marginalized that's his whole bit he's been doing it forever so when people say that this movie represents sigma male ideas I don't think that the movie is like out here arguing that being an incel is good. I don't think that the movie is out here arguing for a revolution. I don't think the movie is out here arguing for fucking anything. I think the movie is simply representing yet another attempt by Todd Phillips to make me empathize with white guys who are either violent or sexually aggressive. Pretty much. I. This is why I said at the beginning of this that 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 the argument that I was gonna make was really gonna poop in everyone's soup. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I get. Yeah. I. I. And, and I, I agree with you on all aspects. So I think the, the reason I I liked the movie on watch two. And I'm just yeah. I'm just gonna defend myself. No, go for it. Is, no, please do go for it. Is I'm not gonna defend the movie because I think that you are absolutely correct in in your in your opinions. Um, and so I'm not like so I'm saying this <laughs> sure. with the acknowledgement that 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 I agree with you. Um, but yes. I, I think what appealed me to the film was looking at it through this lens of marginalized snapback. Yes. Um, and I uh so I and I also think that I. I just, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, I watching it again the second time, I had a much better grasp of what was Arthur's fantasy versus his lived reality. Yeah, there is a stark visual difference. Yeah, and it's and it's I, I I was very captivated by the cinematography the second time. Uh, well, like the scene where he's like, there's just like a couple scenes that are that I just kind of like, I I just like fell in love with like 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 visually like the maison sin like when he when he right. kills that dude or right before he kills he kills the other clown he's like leaning there and his clown and he's like this i'm sure and his clown face is half put on just I like the i don't know the way joaquin is 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 portraying arthur just how that scene is shot i was just like holy fuck like that I, I that's really yeah. cool that's really good and then the scene where like right before he goes on to uh robert de niro's show where he's like dancing behind the curtain is like yeah. ugh. so i no and- i mean i genuinely think that the 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 vibe of the movie is perfect it's it's right it has the the right pace and tone it's literally just a bullshit script yeah like it's a bullshit well, script and it's a bunch of bullshit encouragement right but everything on an aesthetic level is perfect and it's absolutely right and i think that um, on, and so i was thinking about this last night what if like what if they took this that, that exact same vibe and made a fucking batman movie right where batman's just like a fucking sad boy just and he, well and, and he, i know the batman is is a lot of that but i think as much as i love the new batman it doesn't have that same like Maison Sin touch to it, you know. Right, like, like there's really a scene. It in just the... feels like they, 
there wasn't really they s- lack a visual touch yeah. yeah so there wasn't like the only scene that i like distinctly remember as like being in love with was the one where the batmobile like comes through the fire and then it's like duh, oh, yeah. duh, 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 you know and it yeah and it, but it's that's because it's like Ooh, fire, Batmobile, cool, like, swelling Right, brass, exactly. You know? But at the same time, it's like, if these movies want to be taken more seriously than their fanboy trappings, they well, actually have to apply, like, cinema, and, like, more than a functional level. Yeah, but on, and, on an aesthetic level, they need to adopt something new. And so I, yeah. I want, like, a dark Batman movie that's not dark because they, they turned the brightness down, but dark in the, like, it just leans as far into the, like... Oh yeah, your your response to trauma being you dress up as a bat and punch criminals in the face isn't healthy, right? And and and, yeah. and that is mental illness, you know, like a movie that just really leans into how the how Batman is as mentally ill as the Joker. Yeah, to a, like, they just deal with it in the same but slightly different. And that's way. why I like the Killing Joke a lot. Is at the end of the yeah, movie, yeah, because they it, they're the same. At the end of the movie, yeah. Batman realizes that they're the same. Yeah, or, or exactly. I, I've only I, I've seen the movie, also the comic. Like you know, whatever. I, I I'm not. This isn't an endorsement of the movie because it kind of sucks. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I don't know. So like watching this, I also like was like I really want this Maison sin and this like attitude towards yeah and, and, and like towards the universe portrayed as like a Batman. But I think that'd be really yeah. neat. Um, yeah, I feel you. Well, so I've got the perfect thing to end on because we are wrapping up. Um, before we vote on it, I would like to uh, quote Alan Moore. Hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to make Rorschach as like, this is what Batman would be like in the real world. But I've forgotten that actually to a lot of comic fans, smelling, not having a girlfriend... These are actually kind of heroic things to them. So Rorschach became the most popular character in Watchmen. I made him to be a bad example, but I have people come up to me in the street and say, I am Rorschach. That is my story. And I'd be thinking, yeah, great. Could you just like keep away from me? Never come anywhere near me again, maybe as long as I live. <laughs> I, I, I have heard that quote and it's, it's a great quote. <laughs> I mean, so this is the difference between Alan Moore and Todd Phillips. <laughs> Todd Phillips is like, you sweaty and don't got a girlfriend? Fucking, I got the movie just for you. Uh, Alan Moore is out here going, I, I'm genuinely trying to change them. Right. <laughs> like, I, I wrote this as a bad character, guys. Like, come on. So... Um, Listen, I don't know. I don't know about you. I just, but I, I just love people ex- trying to explain to me how Rorschach's actually the good guy of the Watchmen. Yeah, I mean, I already did it thirty-five minutes ago. Well, but it, it, <laughs> like, like in a, in a, in a, wow, he, I, 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 I want to be just like Rorschach way. Oh yeah, God. Well, I mean, well, like. I did, you know. Anyway, I it's I, I've had a, I've had way too many Rorschach apologists uh, talk oh, to me about Rorschach. I've known, I've known way too many. Yeah. Well, yeah. So all right. Um. Here, here goes gold or shit. Vote. Are we doing away with mid? Are uh, no gold mid or shit? Yeah. I'm gonna Sorry. I'm gonna say I forgot mid because. On one hand, I love the mise-en-scene of the movie. I love uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance. But I think that yeah. this movie has done untold amounts of damage uh, to the to, like, two incels. Because I think that they are damaging themselves with their own ideology. Like, I think they are mm-hmm. self-destructing using this. And so it's both done damage. It, or it's done damage to them, and then they do damage to society. And so I yeah. can't, I can't, I, I, I can't give it a good. But I don't, I, I like too much about the movie to say it's shit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's very, very fair. I mean, I feel like, I feel like everything in me wants to call this mid. 
because while everything aesthetically about it is very good, um, while every, I think, I think the paths that it wants to walk down are good. I also think that there's moments of distinct maturity that are distinctly lacking in comic book movies. So uh, there's a temptation to suck the movie's dick for that reason. Uh, like there was, there's a million things that if I liked the movie, I would get right behind it and be like, yes, yes, yes. These are the things, these are the things like, and I would fight for those things. But, uh, unfortunately here's where I'm going to go on it. I'm going to say that the movie is shit (laughs) entirely because of its, its uncanny ability to take things that do matter matter to me matter to society there are things that are currently affecting us and essentially like fuck up my way of looking at that thing for a brief moment so that it can get me riled up and make money off of me uh and and that kind of uh makes me want to uh go ape shit so uh-huh <laughs> so i think that I think that a movie that is fantastic made for the wrong reasons is somehow just fucking awful to me. (laughs) Like, like just, it's kind of like the hangover. If I watched it today and somebody was like, ah, come on, it's the hangover. It's, it's great. Did you enjoy it? You enjoyed it. Right. I would nod. And then I would say, no, I really actually think I hate that. Fuck you. (laughs) So it's just, I'm a different person than I was. And I think that a good movie that's making, making everybody nice and happy, uh, that's doing it in the dumbest, shittiest way, uh, unfortunately gets the fucking hammer from me. So I got, if I'm going to go hard on one fucking movie, I gave a great reason why I would go hard on it, so I'm gonna go hard on it, and I'm gonna say it's shit. Yeah. And if anybody asks me, I'll I'll give you a kiss. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. If if they're like if they're like, hey, at Nick Spears, uh, you suck. Your opinions are bad. Um, you don't like the mentally ill. Remember, everyone, I'm schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, remember that before you at me. <laughs> uh. So, I guess that's that. What, do you have anything else to say uh, for yourself? For myself? Or for others? All I have to say is take advantage of that uh, that, free may, uh, that free May kiss and have a great day. Have a good night. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see you on the, on the dusty trail there, partner. Bye now. Bye.